Oh, shoot. Oh, Sam just got it to the face. Oh, and now Walker can't move his shit. You can't mess with the door on Milaje. Not like this. She knew the Whoa. password to his arm. <laughs> it wasn't him. Don't do it. Oh, my God. No. <gasps> on DisneyPlus.com? Oh, my God. Bro. Bro. That is not Minute Maid. Oh. That is human blood. My God. That's why you don't do steroids, kids. Welcome back to New Rockstars. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode four, titled The Whole World is Watching, ends with the whole world watching John Walker make it to World Star. <laughs> Seriously, now more than ever, MT, what the Falcon, Falcon is going on? What? Uh, like, oh, Jesus Lord. That man uh, murked a man live in front of everyone. This is Inside Marvel. It's New Rockstar's after show for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm Eric Voss here with MT. MT, how are you feeling after this? Oof. Um, I'm feeling like John Walker's in a bit of trouble, Eric. With a capital T that rhymes with uh, S that stands for shield. No, it doesn't <laughs> rhyme with S. If I were Tommy Beck told, I could have made that work. It's okay. It's uh, like, I still believe in you. Hey, six years from now, I'll be cringing uh, as I try to fall asleep thinking, <laughs> Why can't I set something funnier? Well, let's do a quick recap. Episode four opens in a flashback to Wakanda. And we hey. see Bucky finally break free from his Winter Soldier, soldier brainwash. Sebastian Stan crushed it in this scene. It was so beautiful it to see. It was so powerful. I was like, this man is gunning for that Emmy. And they should yes, give it is. to him. Because I can't him. cry like that. I cannot. No. <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> Unless it's genuine. But if you ask me to do it while I'm pretending to be someone else, I don't know if I could. Well, uh, then essentially this episode, uh, fight me on this, but we get basically a half hour of nap time with the Flag Smashers. <laughs> Uh, look, I have a whole theory. I mean, last uh, breakdown, I talked about how they did have to do a lot of reshooting and recutting to make the Flag Smasher storyline different yeah. than, I think, what was going to be a, a virus storyline. And yeah. I think that's what we're seeing now, is it's just kind of weird back and forth exposition. And it's amazing that they were able to get this much out of it. Yeah. Um, but it culminates in this kind of scramble where um, the serum vials spill everywhere. Uh, Zemo Masseltovs them. Uh, but there's <laughs> one last one that gets away. Walker mm -hmm. snatches it. And then he gets his masculinity triggered by the Dora Milaje. Ooh, they kick his ass. <laughs> They're so great in this scene. Uh, but now that he is uh, feeling this way, I guess that juice is loose. Mm -hmm. uh, he he juices up off screen. And then um, in another fight, Lamar Hoskins sadly dies when Carly punches him into a column. And then Walker, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, he loses it. He takes it out on Flag Smasher Nico mm -hmm. as onlookers record the shield smeared in blood. The blood of terrorism. That's right. Um, yeah, dude, I feel like the internet has gotten crazy over the past couple of days because we had that Winter Soldier fight in Madripoor all over the news with, uh, you know, Sam in the background. And then oh, now yeah. we have a murder um, by the new Captain America. And I'm sure the government is not too jazzed about it. <laughs> You could, a murder that you could argue was um, at least emotionally justified, but dude took it way too far. That was savage. He didn't need to kill the guy the way he did. And I was honestly thinking he was going to decapitate him, right? I was yeah. thinking, whoa, he's bringing down that thing right on his neck. But no, this is Disney+, Plus, so we kind of just cut to off screen, and then the shield can be covered in blood. This isn't the boys. I mean, this is the boys. <laughs> 
heads would be rolling. I everywhere. was so shocked that like, yeah, I did thought that, that they were going to decapitate him, but I was like, yeah, this is Disney Plus. I didn't think that, I was like, they, the, the fact that they even took it that far, uh-huh. and that we even got the blood and that, the, the brutal bludgeoning was yeah. kind of a, it's pretty impressive. Um, pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk in this episode about the dark history that led Walker to this moment. Why Oops. did he, I mean, we kind of know why he snapped this moment, but what were, what was the thousand cuts that led to him mm. uh, making that decision? And really what this means for the legacy of Captain America in the MCU going forward. We're also going to talk about things like what to expect from Sharon Carter or Zemo going forward. Cause you know, there's a lot to, to talk about here, but before we continue real quick, I am wearing our latest obsession shirt. It's anarchy yes. assembled. You can get this at new Rockstar's merch.com if you do you'll unlock an additional option to write in custom shout outs that will appear at the bottom of the screen in these inside marvel after shows for example we got raymond who says do you guys think that cap never came back and old man cap is a scroll hmm no I, that's an interesting yeah. theory but i don't I, old man cap has an interesting story to tell i don't think they're gonna make him a scroll yeah I think, that would uh, sort of cheapen his return and his whole story. So yeah, I don't think that that's Kevin Feige's point. But I do think we'll have some interesting reveals of people who have been scrolls the whole time. Oh, yeah. I, I But they're going to pick and choose their battles with that in the MCU. I don't think old Cap is that. And then uh, Pathos Stock says, all aboard the Zola train. Hey. Hey, I, I'm here with you, buddy, up in the dining car, just picking out before they kick me out to make me go back to my seat. The problem is um, we're running out of episodes, <laughs> with episodes left, and we have seen zero signs of uh, hey, Zola. It could easily but, be an episode five, episode six thing. You never know. Everything. You never know. You got to keep hey, faith on the Zola train. That's right. right that's right. Next episode's supposed to be a big one. And then uh, Denise Carter says, ah, super fan of you guys, Vossit MT. I'm doing the Zemo dance right now. Oh, thanks. So are we. Hey, we got the Zemo cut. Hey. We got a full hour of that shit. It didn't take several years to release it either. So that was great. All right, MT, what is our first What the Falcon? Well, I'm glad you asked, Eric, because our first What the Falcon of the day is What the Falcon happened to John Walker to make him so violent. Yeah, we have some listeners on stereo who are asking the same thing. This came from weird. What is going to happen now? John Walker is killed. A potentially innocent man, um, a freedom fighter, um, in the name of America. Yeah, an- another interesting way to frame that question. Like, what's going to happen to him now? How did he get here and where does he go from here? Um, well, let's remind ourselves that uh, exactly what happened. John mm. ends this episode having juiced up on the super soldier serum. He was unable to save his partner, Lamar Hoskins. Lamar had stopped Carly from stabbing John. Carly punched Lamar into a pillar, killing him. She was even kind of shocked by how strong she was, but it happened. Mm-hmm. And then John loses it, and he go- takes it out on a flag smasher, Nico. Remember, Nico, this poor dude, he was the one who grew up as a fan of Captain America. <laughs> he talked about how his grandfather fought alongside Ooh. the Allied forces in World War II, <laughs> of which Cap was a part of. And now this dude's blood is smeared all over the Stars and Stripes. What I, I mean, if, if there's any way for you to go... I would, and I was a Cap fan, I would not be terribly upset about being killed by a Captain America. Um, I mean, getting killed is not <laughs> ideal, but you know. But it's like, if someone's going to take me out, might as well exactly. be the guy like, I grew up admiring. <laughs> yeah, if it was Chris Evans, Captain America, about to take my life, I'd be like, wow, I must have deserved it. I must have, I must have done something wrong. <laughs> I feel the same way, MT. I grew up having a Bobby's World poster where he was picking his nose and it said, I'm not picking my nose and pointing to my brain. And my whole life, I've wanted, if anything were to take me out of this world, I want it to be 
uh, Howie Mandel's animated childhood <laughs> self just strangling me slowly, uh, slowly and putting his finger <laughs> up my nose and saying, I'm pointing to your brain. <laughs> I'm going to poke your brain, boss. I'm going to poke your brain through your nose. <laughs> that's what I roll around thinking of all night. Like, oh, God, that's where is he going to come? Where is he going to come? It's Howie. He's, he's coming. He's already in me. That's the truth. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy, that's not gonna get taken out of context at all. Oh, oh you just made it weird. I was talking about astral projection, and uh, damn it. Well, we gotta cut that. Woo! Now. It's too late. That's a, a stereo exclusive, is what that means. Okay, let's talk about how this happened. So mm. Lamar reminded us that Erskine told Steve Rogers in the first cap film that the serum just kind of amplifies what you already are inside. Mm. And so, what's inside John Walker? What well, seems like a Boy Scout, right? Like Lamar praised his medals of honor, but Walker made this interesting reference to what he and Lamar had to do in Afghanistan. Mm. And he said, uh, you and I both remember what we had to do to get those medals. It just kind of sounds yeah. like they had to make um, some in the moment of action, like uh, choices, horrible choices, as all soldiers do. Sometimes they might have yeah. had to, you know, unfortunately let some of their own men die, even though that's not necessarily their fault, but they just feel that guilt with them. And then it doesn't yeah. feel like a medal of honor. It feels like a medal of uh, survivor's guilt. Yeah, like a medal of like shame almost. And like, yeah. yeah, like they definitely had to do some things to that led to the the deaths of their um, fellow soldier buddies. But I'm sure that they did horrible things to like the people in Afghanistan. That too. Um, you know, like women, children, like war is a very ugly thing. And like, we don't see a lot of the very horrific sides of war and they are just alluding to that it's like you know everyone thinks that we're heroes but we don't i don't really feel like a hero with all that stuff that we did um, right and uh and like we know that this that john has not been okay this entire no. series john has not been okay <laughs> like uh when we started with him in that locker room you could tell that he was not comfortable with this position mm. he kind of longed for the days of just uh being a simple football star where he could you know hang out with his like uh football buddies with his with his girlfriend at the time who's now his wife uh, and then ever since then, we've seen him looking, and this is just so great by Wyatt Russell that he's been able to show this non-verbally because he's been looking frustrated and impatient. Mm. He rubs his head as if he's suffering from migraines. Mm. Um, something has been nagging at him. And in this episode, you see him, and I know this isn't that big a deal, but he stopped shaving. It, it looks like his hair was like growing long over the course of that day because yeah. like it looked like he just had a bit of scruff. And by the end of the episode, he had like a full Eric Boss uh, faux <laughs> scruff. Like, just a little fuzz to keep his uh, non-existent chin from distracting viewers. Yeah, he's trying to steal your whole flow. He was like, that yeah. Eric Boss, he's a, he's a suave man. I gotta steal but, his flow. But it's like, for him, it's a big deal. Because he, he's such a polished soldier, and now he's just, like, letting himself go. He's mm. like, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't give a shit anymore. Uh, yeah, I, and it's, it's scary to see. I honestly, it's it's literally the weight of the shield. And, the, and him trying to fill Steve Rogers' shoes. That has been driving him crazy. Like the fact that he was even in that country um, looking for uh, Sam and Bucky, he wasn't supposed to be there. Because at the end of the last episode, it was like, we're going to do things a little bit off the book. And like, That's they're right. not going to care um, like how we do it as long as we get it done. And exactly. so, you know, he's just, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to prove myself and to be in the eyes of the public that I'm fitting. And um, so he stops shaving and he starts to do some crazy stuff. And uh, now uh, a man is dead. Uh, exactly. Man is dead. <laughs> now, uh, if you've been following along with what uh, the history of John Walker is in the comics, you could kind of see this snap as an inevitable thing, mm. um, as many snaps are inevitable. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Because in the comics, John Walker always kind of had a big ego. He was a very different character. He's like aggressively lobbying for the Cap title. He mm. stages these rallies. He stages fake attacks on himself to make him look like more of a Captain America style hero. Mm. He kind of goes from being this character named Super Patriot to actually replacing Steve Rogers as Cap when Steve mm. walks away from the shield. And then this gang called the Watchdogs kill his parents. And that's the moment he snaps. He descends yeah. into the murderous rage we see. So in this show, Lamar Hoskins has kind of filled that role. His death uh, is kind of made him lose it all right but daddy hoskins <laughs> yeah but i again i gotta hand it to uh to wyatt russell because like the way he has played this character has made him so more sympathetic and yeah. you you don't want to see him it feels heartbreaking when he uh, mm. picks up that shield and brings it down in rage because you know the human that was there before that monster took over yeah and like it's 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 so sad seeing him trying his best to be a really good Captain America because he, he you know his heart's in the right place his yeah. mind just isn't in the right place unfortunately because he is you know he does have all this probably PTSD from what he's been doing in Afghanistan and like the weight sure. of being a soldier and like him wanting to do the right thing um it's just it, in like with Lamar's death it just threw him right over the edge and yeah. you know with what, what did Zemo say that uh, with the, about power and making, um, revealing who you really are or something like that. Yeah, I think uh, they were all kind of talking about this episode. Uh, mm -hmm. Lamar Hoskins brought it up with him. And then, like, yeah, but Zemo was saying, I think this whole lesson was a lesson on the dangers of uh, superheroes. Mm -hmm. and they, they linked the term superhero with supremacist, which I find yes. interesting because we associate supremacists with, with, like, white supremacists, with, mm -hmm. like, uh, with bigotry and extremism. Uh, but really, they come from the same kind of notion because... Uh, Johann Schmidt and uh, Arnim Zola were trying to create the Superman. Yes. And the idea, the history of superhumans and, uh, and superheroes in American comics in the 20th century was out of that whole idea. That, like Jerry Siegel making, uh, and Joe Schuster making Superman mm. in the 30s were, were trying to recapture and Americanize the version of that because up until that point, it was the Nazis trying to experiment on the idea of how do we create the perfect Aryan human being and the boys has explored this history really well on Amazon with like Homelander and Stormfront mm. and that whole history of like what it means to manufacture a superhero and how that's a little problematic Captain America over at Marvel was kind of the same thing uh it was uh, those guys Joe Simon trying to create like no we on our first cover we're going to show this American version of the Superman punching Hitler in the face and rejecting <laughs> that creepy version of it and mm. saying that we can have an ideal to strive towards but, like, looking back on the history of it, it's just another side of the same coin of, like, this idea of we need to create a peak, perfect human being. There's no such thing as that. And when you do try yeah. to do that, you're going to break someone's mind. Uh, and that whole idea of supremacy and super soldier, it's not that far off from each other. It's not too crazy to say those two are linked. So are you saying right now, Eric, that nobody's perfect and that we got to work <laughs> it? every day till we get it right is that what you're saying you put it in such <laughs> better terms but no yeah you're 100 percent right because like I, I do like the link between um you know the supremacy and superpowers because that's that like you said that's literally what is going on like uh yeah. like a weird like evolutionary supremacy in a way it's like let's make yeah. the i believe the germans at least in the comics anyway um the ubermensch is that ubermensch that was uh, for... either Kierkegaard or Nietzsche's term. I think it was Kierkegaard came up with that idea, the Ubermensch. Yes, yeah. the, the Superman. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, with, with these new superpowered people more popping up in Marvel as, as time goes on, 
you know, there is this weird, like, us versus them sort of thing with, mm-hmm. probably going on within the minds of the regular people. It's like, oh, no. Like, it, with mutants coming, like, perfect example. It's like, oh, no, these mutants are probably going to, like, when the mutants come, they're going to be like, oh, my God, like, we feel threatened. And that's where that, that mutant hate comes from. So, like, yeah. this I, this is that, those are those seeds of, like, supremacy that they're starting to, to, to sow in so that we, so that the viewers can sort of get um, adjusted to thinking um, and getting ready to think the way that the MCU populace um, could be thinking or get an idea yeah. of how they could be thinking in the future. Agreed. Yeah. And I think, uh, well, now we have to think about what does this mean for Captain America going forward? The whole world now sees the Captain America figure they've known have a shield with blood all over it after he savagely butchered someone in the mm-hmm. street, in the public. So is this where we're headed? Is uh, is the Captain America legacy, are they going to have to destroy the shield by the end of this? Is that the only way forward? <sighs> or does it just end up in a museum? Uh, or does it have to get, you know, reappropriated to someone who's none of these people? Well, first of all, Eric, it's got to be washed. Uh, first, because uh, that blood yep. is, uh, it can't stay there. Leave um, it. Like Invincible. <laughs> Leave it as a reminder. <laughs> like, exactly. Uh, that would be a badass little thing if they could just, like, painted blood on there. But no, um, it would be, I think that, that A, that's a really good question, and B, like I said before, John Walker and Lamar Hoskins were not supposed to be there. And so having in like with countries, they are like countries around the world sort of hate the United States in a way because of their, the history of us, like sort of just going into countries and just doing whatever we want and like not asking permission. And so a murder happening on foreign soil by an American agent on like international news everywhere is not going to go well. And so yeah, even if that guy who killed was labeled an international terrorist, like Harley mm-hmm. Morgenthau, all the flag smashers were considered terrorists, it still looks really, really it unsettling and terrifying yeah. to have the stars and stripes of the shield mm-hmm. covered in blood of someone you killed in the street. It's mm-hmm. just not going to go... It's not yes, a good image. <laughs> I just think it's going to... Um, it's going to sour people on the idea of Captain America, but I honestly feel like it's going to draw battle lines. I think some people are going to be like, yes. Finally, this is a Captain America we wanted. Mm. You know, that's how it works in society. Is that some yeah. people are like, "Yep, the guy deserved it," and I've wanted to see some blood proudly smeared because that's what this is all about. It's the you know we're not afraid to kill our enemies when they attack us. Like I think that's going to be the creepy side effect of this. Mm. It's going to politicize Captain America, someone who should never be politicized. It should be someone who just represents the goodness in America and the good virtues and values. Um, but do those exist anymore in in 2021, or in this case, in 2024, in a post blip society, and in our world, you know, post a lot of other things, society. Like <laughs> some would say, those virtues uh, don't exist. Some would say those virtues never existed. So. Mm. I, it's it's all about like Zemo was saying. It's like making icons into into things that can't really exist. Like making. Captain America, this like God figure, and like there's a danger in that. And so, yeah, yeah I don't really know what happens with the <laughs> with the Captain America legacy after this, but like it, it makes a pretty good case for Sam. That's all I know. Yeah. Um. Oh, for sure. I'm sure. John Walker is clearly not my cap and not MT's cap. I would imagine. Oh, no, no. But I not think this has. This. This has to end with, I think John Walker's done. I, I don't, uh, he's either going to have to retire or he's going to have to be destroyed. And it's just going to be so hard to watch. Well, uh, if you think about it, he's now juiced up and the government doesn't really know that yet. So like knowing the United States government, they're probably going to be like, hold on. 
let's let's think about this because now we have a white we have strong an man, and right. this is, makes us even better. So like we can just brush this under the rug, and now we're happy that we have a strong Captain America again. Yeah, so, but I I still think no matter who is excited about him, we know people hate super soldiers in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think there's a good chance that either Carly or Zemo or Sam or Bucky are going to be the one to kill John Walker or. Mm necessarily want to see this but i could see a dark path ahead where he might have to destroy himself Ooh, or just do dark. it by accident or something that you know? would be some dark so destructive that yeah. destruction could be turned inward i think i mean ooh, that's a really interesting idea i never really thought about i don't think about that tonight well, i don't like <laughs> to think about it either to be honest but it's just like what more could be done this guy yeah. is and the same way that, like, on the boys, like, what could be a uh, line ahead for Homelander? Well, Homelander is mm. essentially a god walking on Earth, but it's like, there's no way, there's no future for characters like that. They're beyond redemption, uh, mm. I think, at this point, you know? Uh, so either either they're going to take a redemption arc, and then he just steps away from the shield, for, but he can't keep going on. This is a short fuse that he is on, I think. Yeah. And, like, he's he's only getting more and more unhinged, and so it's it's only a matter of time before... So something's got to give in some type of way. Like, hopefully it's not dark, but like, good God, like this man can't handle the pressure. He just wasn't right for the job. Yeah. I mean, looking at how alliances are, I think, uh, basically John Walker's going to be an army of one. Like he's, Mm. he's going to be on his own path. I don't even think he's going to fight on behalf of his country anymore. He's just going to go rogue. And I think Sam and Bucky are going to have to join up with the Flag Smashers. We already heard Sam this episode basically echoing their talking points He's essentially uh, a flag smasher who's just not paying his dues yet, you yeah. know? So I think those, that's where gonna, things are going to be uh, aligned. I think Sharon Carter's going to be helping out with her weird satellite tech in Madripoor. <laughs> and then uh, Zemo is going to be a rogue agent of his own. So you got to imagine the two rogue agents that are out there and everyone else is just trying to get them from causing more collateral damage. I think, uh, I think there's more of a future for Zemo in this universe than there is for John Walker. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just like... saying... If one has to kill the other, I think Zemo still might kill John Walker. Um, if if anyone's gonna survive this whole series, it's gonna be Zemo because they're, yeah. they're obviously setting Zemo up for bigger things in the MCU, as they should, because he's a very big force. Um, yeah. but with John Walker, it's like he could easily we could easily see the beginnings and ends of John Walker in this series. Absolutely, um, I could imagine this being a tragic cautionary tale of what happens when the wrong people get that super soldier yeah. serum. And it like yeah. exactly, and like with with a cautionary tale like this, it just serves to make Steve Rogers look even better because you know he had all this power and he didn't, and he was a very selfless person to the degree that he could lift Mjolnir, which is insane. Right. Well, before we get to, because we have a lot other questions we want to uh, talk about. First, we want to thank some people who helped us make this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Our friends at Blue Chew. This episode was sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain that extra confidence for when it is time to perform. You don't need Blue Super Soldier Serum. There's another little blue friend that you can chew goes down a bit easier doesn't make it crazy just gives you that confidence (laughs) um 
Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days, and it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription, and if you don't like swallowing pills, no problems. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable. So for extra confidence when it's time to perform, Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we got a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use the promo code InsideMarvel at checkout. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code InsideMarvel to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring this episode. And we want to thank Mint Mobile for sponsoring us. There's always a catch with the big wireless providers mm. with all that fine print. So mm. when I heard Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought... Hey, what's the catch here? But after speaking with them, I found out that there is no catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they are the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of those mystery fees. Mint just passes on the sweet savings. And they're sending me a SIM card that I'm excited to try the service and save some money. And uh, people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with uh, unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the phone shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash marvel. That's mintmobile.com slash marvel. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash marvel. Hey, and before we continue, real quick, if you've been following along with our show Fitness Origins that comes out on Sundays, it's, it's me and Tommy just getting in shape in a real nerdy fitness challenge. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Phil Philip has uh, brought us in, brought us in on that process. But there's a whole bunch of other ways you can get involved with this, including doing these workouts uh, at home because that's how Tommy and I are doing them. And uh, I just go down to my apartment rec room. Tommy does it in his living room, and we're able to get in shape just by doing these kind of simple core things, just like mm. laying out on the ground and planking. And you can follow along with these by subscribing to the Epic Hero Fitness YouTube channel, and you can see. The proper versions of how to do all of these so that you can kind of follow along and join this journey with us uh so again uh, just go to the epic hero fitness youtube channel go ahead and subscribe hopefully by the time you do that those uh, all those videos will be up uh i know they're working really fast to try to get them up there's also a bunch of bloopers on there uh because there's a <laughs> lot a lot that aren't cannot even fit into the episode <laughs> that, uh, that we want to release there so that's a great place to go check that out if you're interested in uh fitness origins on the channel all right so we have uh another question um that we want to take from stereo do you think that Sharon hasn't been pardoned because the CIA wants somebody on the inside of the power brokers in a circle? So the question there basically is, what the Falcon is Sharon Carter's connection to the power broker? What do you think, MT? I mean, I definitely think that she is working for the power broker in some degree. Whether or not that is, um, you know, undercover as a CIA agent, we've yet to see. I, I, I do also suspect that she's doing some type of undercover work with the CIA or something that she cannot tell anybody about, even Bucky and Sam. Um, but she is uh, working for the power broker and has seemingly gained the power broker's trust in some degree. Well, there's been a lot of uh, theories theorizing about Sharon Carter, you know, like, is she the power broker herself? Is she uh, 
deep cover? Is she deep, deep cover? Is she a triple agent? And it's like, <laughs> folks, two episodes left. Two episodes yeah. left, and we have a lot of other storylines that they seem to care way more about than what is Sharon Carter's deep yeah. cover. Now, look, TV shows do this all the time, right? Like, if you watch 24, or if you watch Alias, that kind of shit, it's like, whoa, you're actually serving this person, you know? So I, I wouldn't put it past the show. I wouldn't put it mm. past the show to make Sharon Carter a scroll. Uh, mm. I think that's doable as well. I'm just saying, uh, if she is working on behalf of the CIA, would the CIA want to fund an asset in Madripoor to live as, in an expensive ass penthouse in Hightown, trading expensive stolen art. I don't think the CIA that would just be too many steps yeah, for the CIA. True. She could just yeah. live, uh, you know, simply meagerly and kind of work in his organization and live low mm. profile rather than live this lavish lifestyle where she's running around killing people. That's not how the CIA. That's not how any government funded person but operates. Hey, that's unless the they were already. Cover, that's a good perfect, cover, right? Right, and that's what's hard to argue with people about this. It's like that's exactly what they want you to think. It's like I'm sure, sure, but do I think they're going to give us eight minutes of a scene to explain? this when we have two episodes left i don't think that's a show's yeah. priority you know yeah. but uh I, this is just an example of it's you bring up a lot of questions when you write a character so bizarrely as they have written sharon carter on this show <laughs> she is over the top she's weird she's not who she was and i don't understand her character i, I don't under, i feel like the writers didn't understand her character but kevin feige's like no you got to bring her back in this so they're like okay yeah. fine we're just gonna <laughs> make her freaking crazy it'd be one thing again it'd be one thing if she was alive during the blip because then mm. we're talking years and years and years like seven years two years on the run five years in the blip that would change her no this woman was on the run for two years she dusted her face appeared on the dust screens uh at the beginning of endgame gone for five years uh rematerializes five years later um who knows where and then six months later she's able to like get to this point where she's a crazy arts dealer would the cia even care about her at that point uh, to use her as an asset to get to the power broker no i just think she works for the power broker and that explains why she's she has access to all the stolen art he just thinks she's really good at this and she's kind of serving him and ha making him money and that kind of thing Hmm. Well, like in regards to the whole like uh, Sharon Carter showing up on the um, in Endgame in the as the list of the banished, I think that they just didn't know where she was. I think that she was probably. You think that she was actually dusted? No, no. I think she was dusted. I think that okay. was the that was the screenwriter's implication of that. Now hmm. Scott Lang was not dusted. He was just gone. But like disappeared in the quantum realm is not the same thing as just like not picking up your phone. Like That's Cap true. would have checked in with her. She would not have refused to answer Cap's call. This if, you know, like mm. she showed up on that board and that was the idea is that these are people who have actually dusted with the exception of Scott Lang, because that was setting up when Scott Lang reappears. And they're like, oh, we thought you dusted. <laughs> if she was just hiding in Madripoor. There's no way she would not have picked up the phone if Cap called. She was desperate for attention from the Avengers during that time. It's true. So I, I just don't buy that. I think uh, I just think she's a weird character on the show. And that weird character forces us to like look at a bunch of crazy tweets from people. And I'm like, <laughs> we're getting at the point now in the show, folks, where we want it to be something that it is not. Yeah. Because this is just uh, this is a show that they had to like re-edit and they had to change a lot of storylines around because there was a whole COVID storyline. And we're lucky it is as good as it is. I'm loving what they're doing with the character of John Walker. Uh, I love the history of Bucky and showing how the Wakandans helped him clear his memory. I'm liking the story with uh, Sam Wilson and how he's having to deal with the economic realities of being the guy he is. Like, that's interesting to me, but the Flag Smashers, but Sharon Carter, all this stuff is is weird, and it's because mm. they had to recut it. It's not because 
they have some deeper conspiracy at work. I, I say we release the pre-COVID cut. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's no, what I want to see it. <laughs> I'm going to do a whole video on that. That's going to come out on the channel on Monday because that I think the world needs to like step back and look at, whoa, there's just a whole other storyline here. And that's mm -hmm. why things are as weird as they are. That's why characters leave these loose ends. Um, because otherwise, it doesn't make sense to write characters the way they're writing them if you are setting it up to be a twist reveal. Like that would yeah. be... If they did reveal her to be the power broker herself or, you know, working these other angles. Like, if she does become a scroll, I'm going to be a little disappointed. I'm going to be like, yeah, Jesus Christ, another it, one? Like, Yeah, I was sort of, like, it's the same way with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home with uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill. They had a really dope moment with uh, yeah. the rocket launcher. And I was like, oh, man, this is one of my favorite Nick Fury moments. And like, oh, it wasn't. Nick Fury yeah. it's just uh, it's another scroll all right cool yeah I'll say that I was okay <laughs> with Fury and Maria Hill being a scroll just because that felt fun and you can get yeah. you can do one of those but if you like <laughs> everyone do gets it one. in every property <laughs> they did it in WandaVision they have a, a scroll showing up in Loki it's like it's okay if it's just like a fun background goofball thing like I liked how in WandaVision it was someone who we didn't know and didn't already yeah have, you know we didn't really care about so I'm okay with that but like you gotta, it's not gonna hit as hard in Secret Invasion if you make it characters we know mm. before Secret Invasion, you know? Mm. That's that's the whole cool thing in the Secret Invasion of who can you trust, because that comic series opens with, like, a ton of people between, like, you know, uh, Spider-Woman and Hank Pym and a bunch of people. It's like, whoa, 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 how long have you been a scroll? you know? So right. you need to save that. You gotta save that. Um Anyway, I've been ranting too much. Let's take uh, let's take another question. Oh, let's actually, I think this is one. Hey, love the show, guys. guys. It's amazing. Thank you. What did you guys Thank think you. about? They kept lingering when um, Lamar was tied up to that dripping water. And then they did flash back to him during the chase down scene at the end. I know like his spine got shattered, but any possibility he could be alive or come back or just oh. anything. He was a great character. Yeah, um, uh, I think I think Lamar is dead. Uh, he felt his pulse. Mm. I don't think Lamar juiced up on anything. Um, I think the idea of that scene, the emotional context of that scene, is that Lamar died. And I think not or having him not be dead would be too much of a wait. What you kind of lose your audience if yeah. you twist him that much. Yeah, no, Lamar is one hundred percent dead. And like like you said, it's it was Lamar was John Walker's Jiminy Cricket. He sort of he was like you know in in a weird way because like he was yeah, sort yeah, of. Yeah being like his like reason it's like hey man why don't you calm down you're kind of being a little bit crazy but like he did support john and he was like I'll, i'm with you to, through the end of the line in, in their own way but like you know it's when he with his death that was supposed to symbolize there's no real turning back for john walker this is just right. who i am now i'm going to be 100 ego driven there's no one stopping me my link to my childhood that you know well my childhood best friend is gone you know, and the only one that could really maybe help him turn around is maybe his wife, but his wife doesn't come with him to work. So no. I don't think so. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah Lamar but, is dead. But I'm glad you asked about this dripping water because that was really weird. Uh, they kept like when Lamar was trying to get out of the, the restraints with his knife, they kept framing him behind like, and if you mm. look in the wide shot of that room, there are showers on the side. They're kind of like these open shower stalls. Um, that because I, I think this facility was used as a hospital, so I think they kind of mm. had that set up for if they need to have showers, they're just kind of open there. Um, yeah. But I guess one of the showers is still dripping because some people don't turn the knob all the way back, and there were it's not, not environmentally friendly. Make sure it's all the way off. Just do yes. it. Yes, 
Uh, yeah, so, but I think what this was, honestly, was just, we know director Kari Skoglin likes to do these stylistic flourishes, like mm. how she put the camera up in Bucky in the therapist's face in that opening in episode. episode. It's just like, why are we doing this? And it's kind of just more <laughs> of a an artistic choice. And I think the idea was like, it's the feeling that time is running out, even mm. though it's kind of this artificial ticking clock in a scene, but just like a dripping water, something that kind of gives you anxiety. And I think at that moment, Lamar's like, I'm missing out on the fight. I'm feeling anxiety uh, and I need to get out. But like, it was almost framed in a way of like, oh, a bomb's about to go off or oh, lighter fluid or gasoline mm-hmm. filling and mm-hmm. he's going to catch on fire. Like, it's just one of these weird things where I was like, what was the intent behind that? Is he drowning? Is he like the <laughs> colonel from Hydra that Zemo drowned upside down? It's like, careful, this drip, drip, drip is going to fill this room and you're, you're right. <laughs> I had the same question. like, why do they tie him up? Why didn't they just kill him? You know, if they're trying to kill these guys who are threats to them, it's just, it drives me nuts in movies and shows where it's like, tie them up. It's like, no. Like the James Bond, like, yes, tie him up. And then I'm going to tell him my plan. And then they have this really elaborate way of killing him. that He's going to escape. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, these Flag Smashers weren't Carly, who I believe is the most extreme of them. So I can understand Mm. why they might react to Carly bombing that, that building the last episode and be like, well, we'll just tie this one up. Um, But like, (laughs) It's just like, well, you know what's going to happen if you tie him up. He's just going to come back and he's going to punch mm-hmm. you. And then he he died because, yeah. And it created all these other problems. Anyway, so that's what it was. I think it was Carly Skoglin, the director's stylistic choice for what that dripping water was. And again, one of these loosened choices where it's like everyone on the show behind the scenes just seems to be making choices that are good in their own tunnel. But it does not seem to be a big union with each other. And I think it's because they had mm. to butcher this thing back together in post-production. And like yeah. all the cool stuff that Kari Skoglin probably intended uh, had to be scrapped um, in order to make a, a sensible narrative. And ultimately, I don't have any shame pointed towards that because that's how all movies and TV are. You, you take the best takes you got on your day, you stitch it together in, in post-production, and you do your best to salvage what you have and, and produce a narrative with uh, with audio <laughs> mixing, with uh, with editing, with VFX. That's what all of it is. Uh, mm. And we learned that lesson very much with the Snyder cut. Like, John, or <laughs> Zack Snyder could completely assemble a fully new narrative just really with post-production and using other footage that he had. So uh, and completely change the meaning of a work. And I think that's what they had to do here. That's all rationality and logic, Eric. I think the real reason behind the dripping water is that they wanted to make Lamar feel like he had to pee. So Lamar, <laughs> that's why Lamar had to, he was just cutting himself out. He's like, I gotta go. I gotta get out of these restraints. And uh, that's what gave him the motivation. Yeah, um, they, so. they also had his hand like just sitting in a warm glass of water. <laughs> And now you'll hear yourself, Battlestar. From this (laughs) Battlestar. That sounds like a freaking Bond thing. (laughs) Battlestar. Um, Okay, uh, let's ask another What the Falcon here. Next What the Falcon of the day is What the Falcon was the meaning behind Sam and Bucky's reaction to Zemo saying, there has never been another Steve Rogers, right? Yeah, during that supremacist conversation, I might be reading too much into that, but I feel like they just kind of, they didn't answer. And I think mm. the obvious implication of that scene was no one can have the the unique moral character that Steve Rogers had. Before that, that was that was a one and done kind of thing. Um, but um, they could also be referring to Isaiah Bradley in that moment. They're like, well, we did have another Steve Rogers figure who just like because the government didn't take care of him and tortured mm. Used him uh that like he was unfortunately just stuck where he is now but like i can't help but wonder in the first episode there are these conspiracy theories that old cap is on the moon like is that sam in that moment being like 
Well, there was another Steve Rogers. We had one who went back in time. Another old one came back from somewhere. And <laughs> he's on the moon now. I don't know if he's on the moon. He's somewhere, I think, is the implication. He's somewhere yeah. retired. Uh, so I kind of just like their hush-hush moment there. Did you see anything there, MT? I mean, I, I, I do tend to think lean more towards the you know the obvious implication of like all right there hasn't really been another steve rogers he's like this really you know great guy who was like this sort of this fluke in the system and like became uh -huh. this hero um but i mean there could be something to that line i mean they did share a really weird reaction to demo saying that so like hey maybe i mean just to like you know stoke the conspiracy fire maybe they know of a Steve Rogers scroll, and like they're not. They think there's two Steve Rogers, and there technically has been another Steve Rogers in our past. But yeah. like, obviously, like, I, I obviously don't really think that. But like, <laughs> hey, there, there, you're totally right though. There was a weird reaction there, and yeah. there could be something that we learn at the end of the series that we look back and be like, oh, so that's what that reaction meant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was a really strange reaction. Let's take another question from our listeners on stereo here. Do it. What would have happened had the Dora Milaje actually taken the shield instead of leaving it behind? Oh, that is a good what the Falcon. Why did they <laughs> allow John Walker to keep the shield, assuming it was made of vibranium? Um, this is a, a question I've wondered about. My only thought is that either uh, Wakanda is just okay with the Captain America shield just being what it is, mm. and it's they no longer identify it as their property even though mm. it is made of vibranium, I would assume they would know that it's made of vibranium because mm. they have a very good history of keeping track of where all their vibranium goes in the world. And uh, my thinking is that this shield is not made of vibranium. And that's why she's okay. Because my long theory is that because old cap came from an alternate timeline, that that shield could have been made out of proto adamantium, which is like an alloy that involves uh, vibranium, but is not the pure vibranium that I think the Wakandans would consider their property. And that's why mm. they were okay with doing it. But what do you think would happen if they took it? Like, what would that mean? I mean, John Walker could still juice up with Super Soldier Serum at that point. I don't know if he needs the shield. The reason why they didn't take it is because it was caused, like, a really huge international incident. Because Agreed. the shield yeah. is such a huge American symbol. And so, yeah. the, in, it, like, with the end of Black Panther, with them trying to establish themselves as a more open country and, like, develop, you know, relationships with different countries and all that stuff they were just like it's not worth it you know like, let's just let them have it we have all the vibranium in the world anyway so like you know we don't really need it um but yeah it, it really i think just boils down to international politics um yeah. and them not really wanting to make a scene because like they're they're there to just take zemo they're supposed to be in and out like no one like they're sort of like act like ninjas in a way so like they don't really want to make a scene so they're just like i right, just have it whatever um well if if we really wanted it we could take it anytime anyway right. so exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah i think i think that's a good answer mt for sure um uh, but let's look ahead to episode five of next week because it is rumored to be a big one uh series yes. creator malcolm spellman teased that some cameo is coming whom he would like to partner with thor so looking ahead to what we know is left from promo footage right we know that like Sam and Bucky are probably going to return to Sam's Wilson family home. Uh, mm. They're going to somehow get the shield and throw the shield around trees. Um, unless <laughs> that whole storyline was cut and was only in trailers. But if so, it'd be weird for them to keep showing it in trailers. Yeah. Uh, we know Zemo is going to return to Sokovia because he's going to go to that Sokovian memorial. Mm -hmm. But uh, who do we think this surprise cameo is going to be? Are we going to meet the power broker, do you think? 
I, I mean, I hope we meet the power broker eventually uh, at some point during the series. But I, I honestly think, and this, this came to my like brain like a couple of days after we recorded the Rogue Theory that we did on this. Um, I think it's going to be D-Man, Demolition Man, wow. um, that they're going to introduce because Demolition Man also got his powers from the power broker. And as we see with John Walker um, juicing himself up with the power broker juice, I think that we're they're going to, Sam and Bucky are going to want to learn more about who's been juiced up by the power broker potentially. And then that's when we intro are introduced to D-Man, who is a very great character. And I really, really sincerely hope that he's in this series. But... Who do you think the surprise game is? That's a big swing for sure. <laughs> um, no, I I have a feeling that um, I mean I've been on this Mandarin train for a bit, um, mm. just because I think the power broker is going to be connected to the Mandarin in some ways, maybe not. But I think whoever the power broker is is going to be the one that he wants to partner with Thor, just because there's like a sense of royalty. I think the power broker, and he's going to have this weird like alternate uh, world in in Madripoor that he lives, and I think Thor does well in those kind of weird trippy like you know rules of a. Uh, of respect that one has to show royalty uh yeah how thor grew up so maybe that's what malcolm spellman was talking about but um spellman was also saying this is someone who's going to be a very very grounded character there's been a lot of theorizing that it could be the mutant omega red um i show up at the show again that doesn't sound like a very grounded character maybe the way <laughs> there's grounded. nothing more grounded than mutants eric yeah. i see mutants <laughs> on the streets every day <laughs> yeah 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 so uh yeah i think that this big cameo i mean I don't know what other questions they have. We set up someone in Wakanda, right? Or we set up the mm. Wakandans, the Dormelage, to show up. What are the yeah. people in this world, based with two more episodes left, are they going to reveal a completely new character who hasn't even been referenced yet? Probably not, right? So, I don't mm. know. I would assume it'd be the power broker. I'm just trying to think from a screenwriter's perspective. Um, yeah. I don't think they would bring in a character who they did no foreshadowing of or no references to or makes would currently as we know the series make no sense of the plot it's going to be a story driven reason why this character joins rather than just like hey fans want to see omega red in this you know <laughs> we'll see i mean I, I hope it's d-man it would be cool if it was the power broker um so we could learn more about him and you know what just popped into my mind just now what would be you know what would be crazy this is like a crazy idea what if valkyrie was the power broker <laughs> That'd be nuts. That'd because be nuts. she's like, you know, ruling, like she's on Earth and she's part of Asgard. And like, what if she's just doing her own thing and just being a bad person? Yeah. I don't know. But like, obviously I don't think that, but like, it's just no. something that popped into my mind. I'm yeah, like, she'd be fun. And we know what it's like when she's teamed up with Thor. Like that is mm -hmm. very fun to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's hard to know. Basically, I'm at the point now with the show where it's like, Loki can't come soon enough. <laughs> just, let's just get <laughs> Get it. Yeah, I'm sort of it. getting really itchy for Loki because I'm just like, yo, there's some really interesting stuff, and I've been yeah. reading about the TVA and like, oh man, yeah. it's gonna oh, be great. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of our Falcon Winter Soldier After Show. MT and I are gonna be back next Friday for our reaction yes. to episode five. Uh, we have a lot we got to get through. I, uh, I there's gonna be some fun stuff to break down in this episode for sure. Uh, so mm. I'm gonna jump on that right now. But uh, you can follow MT at Mastertainment. Follow me at EA Boss. Follow New Rockstar. Subscribe to these uh, Inside Marvel podcast feeds wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, thank you for watching. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And uh, we'll close out with our favorite mo moment of the episode. Looking strong, John. <laughs> 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 <laughs>